Welcome to Transcend into Wellness, where every week we chat about all things energy, spirituality, human design, and manifestation. I'm your host, Minu, and I'm a transformational life coach and energy healer. I'll be educating you on overcoming your fears, self-limiting beliefs, and raising your vibration so that you may achieve lasting peace and happiness. All right, welcome back to another episode in Transcend into Wellness. I have my dear friend and client, Jonna, with me. Hey, Jonna. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Yay, so tell us a little bit about why you're here, who you are, and what you do. So I'm Jonna. I host a podcast, Babbles Nonsense. I had me and you on, and that's literally what, like, spun me off into like, I have to work with you because something about that podcast between you and I just made me be like, ah, this is it. I got to do it. Um, other than that, my day to day, I'm a nurse practitioner. I've worked very stressful jobs. I've worked mostly emergency medicine, trauma, um, kind of got out of that now and do contract work. But yeah, so I decided to work with you because I was just spiraling out of control, <laughs> <laughs> That's which a- I feel like we all are, right? <laughs> We all are spiraling in different uh, scenarios and different instances in life, going through different phases. So for sure. So, uh, I mean, you've been in the field of like mental health, understanding mental health, understanding the mind and body for so many years now, because you have already been going to therapy. So there is already so much self-introspection process going on there. So can you tell, uh, you know, the differences between therapy and life coaching for you personally? Yeah. So for me personally, I've been in and out of therapy for probably for, gosh, um, I think I first started going in college, maybe when I was 20. Okay. So in and out of therapy. So I'm 35 now. So about 15 years in and out, um, recently joined therapy again last year. So a little over a year with the same therapist. Mm-hmm. And then I met you about six, seven weeks ago. And the difference for me is I've never had an issue talking. Right. So clearly that's why I have a podcast. Um, I could talk to a brick wall. I could tell anybody my problems, a stranger on the street, a patient, anyone just to get that out of me, like that energy out of me. So talking to a therapist for me wasn't helping because not saying that the therapist wasn't giving me strategies or whatever. It just right. wasn't helping for whatever reason. I wasn't getting like why, cause I'm a why person. So I wasn't getting the, why am I doing these things? Why am I choosing, you know, men that are emotionally unavailable? Why do I not care about my family? Why do I, you know, we were just talking about it. Sure. That helped, but it wasn't giving me the why. So then when I met you, the difference for me was you weren't going to let me say, I don't know. Like when, when you would ask me a question, you would never be like, if I said, I don't know, you're like, well, no, you're going to know, like, you're going to know, we're going to figure this out. And like, you kind of dug deeper into that. So the biggest difference for me was like, it was just super quick with you. And we figured out why I do the things that I do, which helped me fix why I do it. Because how do we fix something if we don't know why we're doing something? I mean, you nailed it literally, because I feel like for some people, they don't need to know the why, but some people really need to know the why for them actually knowing the reason 
accelerate their healing process because now they're figured out the problem. Say they don't, they know exactly what to work on rather than just going in circles and talking about it because right. they down why this is happening. <laughs> yes. This happens all the time with us in the sessions. You're like, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know. And and then, and then, you, and then you just know after a while. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, like I know when we first started working together, like I wasn't, I consider myself not a very emotional person, but I think I am a very emotional person. I've just hidden a lot of emotions or I, d- I couldn't figure out my emotions. And that's something with my therapist. Like every time she would be like, how are you feeling? I would just be like, I don't know. Mm. And then I remember when you and I first started, you'd be like, how are you feeling? And you weren't going to let me say, I don't know. You were like, no, let's talk about it. Like, how are you feeling? And I was like, I really don't know. And you're like, are you happy? And I was like, no, you're like, are you sad? I was like, no, you're like, okay, you're neutral. And that's okay to say that. So it was almost like you were giving me permission to feel the way I was feeling when that's, I think we all want to feel validated and you're giving me the strength to validate myself, but you're also validating me in these sessions by saying like, this is okay, you know? Right. And because sometimes we don't feel happy, sometimes we don't feel sad, we feel numb or we feel neutral. And people are scared to say that because they think it has to be one or the other. Right, right. Because like you see movies or you see social media, which is a highlight reel, right? Mm -hmm. And everyone's so happy and so joyous. And you're like, I don't feel that way. Something, it must be me. Exactly. So I think it just like kind of like keeps us in this comparison spiral for a long time. So then we get into this point of what am I even feeling? Mm-hmm. And I think also like touching a little bit on that's why I think in my sessions, I do this with everyone, guys. And I did this with Jonna too. I'm like, I need to know your human design. And <laughs> the reason is because human design gives me such an in-depth, in-depth dive into each person's personality and character. And it also helps me understand what they are not saying so I already knew Jonna was I mean she had one in her chart because she was very investigative and research based (laughs) when she was like talking she's not somebody to like just jump in the gun and do it she always researches it she always looks up the facts she always wants to understand the why and then she was a she had a profile of five one so I was like this (laughs) (laughs) well like a little backstory for the those that listening like so I think our story how we met was pretty amazing so you know I was introduced to you through a friend that lives in Nashville you know that was obviously going through Reiki with you. And she was just like, Oh my gosh, this woman is so amazing. Like you have to like go to her. She's going to heal everything. Cause I was going through like some dating relationship drama. And so I came and had a Reiki session with you Mm -hmm. and like, you told me everything that I needed to do and told me how I could work on it, but I wasn't there. You weren't there. I mean, that's the golden words right there. You weren't there. (laughs) I wasn't there. And not saying that I didn't have, you know, a good outcome with the Reiki session. I just wasn't there. I wasn't, I wasn't in the buy-in stage yet. Mm -hmm. Circle around a year later, same person I was having dating drama with, like the girl in Nashville kind of stirred up some drama between the dating situation. And I was like, that's it. I'm going to mean you. (laughs) So it was like a full circle with the same three people. So that's kind of like, I don't know if that's like charismatic or karma or whatever you want to call it, but I just thought that was pretty interesting. We can call it whatever we want. We can call it divine timing. We can call it alignment. <laughs> you know, we can, it's fancy words at this point, but I think it, it, there is a deeper meaning to it because, you know, we kept coming back to each other and that meant that. And for me, what I believe is it's not just the clients come to me. 
but it's also me me opening the door to that client. So I always feel like there is a mutual benefit energetic exchange happening between me and the client because I learn some things from my clients too. It's not that they're learning things from me, but I'm learning about how their brain works, which is so fascinating for me. I'm I'm learning about their different thought processes, how they handle self-limiting beliefs and fears, and I'm handling what they do for work. And, you know, they're teaching me a thing or two. <laughs> like, John was just teaching me something about podcasting. <laughs> I don't know about teaching, but we can say that. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like everything is like so mutually beneficial. So I feel like for you, therapy probably had some benefits of its own. But then would you say probably after a few years, you started feeling like you were just talking and not healing? When would you say was that point where you were like, okay, I'm just talking, I'm learning, but I'm not healing. So to be honest, like from the beginnings, Mm -hmm. and that's why I think I was in and out of therapy because I would stay for six months to a year. And I'm just like, I just feel like I'm just talking to someone like, my aunt, who is, you know, one of my mentors, I love her. She gives me sound, great advice. You know, I felt like, like that was the same. Like I'm talking to this therapist, but I can also say the same thing to my aunt. And then I'm just getting two different perspectives, which, you know, perspectives is learning. Like mm-hmm. that's how you can go about it. So that's why I think I was in and out of therapy. And, you know, I feel like if we're not, I wouldn't have been searching for another modality if it was working. That's very true. And so like you, you're saying you were in and out of it for 15 years. So I guess my question is for people that have been in therapy for so long, because this is, uh, this is something I've talked about on Instagram on my content too. 98% of the clients that come to me have gone through talk therapy. And then they come to me saying, I don't experience healing. I keep talking about my childhood traumas. I'm learning these fancy terms. I have a good therapist. That's a great listener. But but I'm not healing. I'm feeling the pain before I go to bed every night. I'm not able to sleep. I wake up with panic attacks and anxiety. I understand, you know, but I'm not healing. So it's like, so where is where where is the missing gap is what I want to ask. Because it's like, if it took you 15 years to find me, then why did it, I guess I'm trying to understand, like, why didn't you find me sooner or not just me? Why didn't you find life coaching sooner? And is it because people are just told to always go to therapy? Is that what it is? I think it is a little bit of that, but I think it's a lot of fear-based too, right? So life coaching is expensive. It's not cheap. Like your knowledge and your, you know, compassion for others and your, like, it's real. It works. Like, but you have to have that buy-in piece. And then a lot of people are afraid. Like, what if this doesn't work because so-and-so didn't work for this long? So what makes you think your life coaching is going to work? That is so interesting. And remember, we we had a session yesterday, guys, and Jonna just told me something so amazing um, about investing in yourself and what happens, the ripple effect of what happens. When yeah, it's true. It's true. Invest in yourself because people are so scared to take, to just jump the gun. And this is so funny because I've talked to, you know, some of my clients that have also become entrepreneurs now, some of them, I've trained them to become life coaches. I've trained them to become Reiki healers and energy healing practitioners. And it's so fascinating. We talk about it. People don't have any issues spending money, thousands of dollars in eating out in buying Christmas presents. Oh, I got one better for you. My Botox and my filler. How much money was I spending on that? And I was like, I can't even do some self-help over here. Okay, Jonah, we got an issue. (laughs) 
Yeah. So what do you think is happening there? Like, what do you think is happening with people that it, because I can't afford it has almost become, I'm not saying, okay, no offense to people that really can afford it. Right. Right. But I feel like it's becoming an excuse, but I'm starting to wonder if that excuse is just fear. It is. I think it is fear because like I said, like I've been in and out of therapy for 15 years and even though I have gotten stronger or better and communicated better throughout the years. And like you said, I learned things, but I never broke through or figured out my why. And I think that's like one of the biggest questions when, like last year, when I was coming to you, I was like, but why, how is this going to work? How is this any different than what I've been doing for 15 years? Does that make sense? Like you have that fear of like, well, I've been in and out of therapy already for 15 years. What makes you any different? What makes you change? What, how are you going to fix me? Okay. I understand that because people think it's similar. Yeah. They think it's very similar, which, so I have a really good, I'm very fortunate that, you know, with throughout my podcasting, I've gotten to know a lot of great entrepreneurs, a lot of strong females. So I'm very fortunate in the fact that I know a lot of people. I mean, luckily I just have a lot of great friends that have a lot of amazing businesses. And I have a friend, Marley, who's also a life coach. Mm -hmm. And she kind of said the same, I've been talking to her, you know, for years because she's my friend and she's like, Johnny, you need a life coach. It can't be me, but you need a life coach. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just like, I just don't know. Like I couldn't do the buy-in. Like it's so expensive. And she would do the same thing. She was like, and you'll make more money. Pay for it. (laughs) That's always her excuse. She was like, find a way to make the money to do it. You need it. Yeah. And like she doesn't accept a no or I don't know for an answer either. Y'all are very similar. Oh yeah. Uh, Because I think I was like talking to another client about it too. And you know, it's, it's very funny because when I was talking to him, he was, his answer was, I actually have a lot of money sitting on the side. I have a lot of money to do it actually. And then I was like, okay, if you don't mind me asking, what is stopping you? And then he was like, it's the scarcity mindset. And I was like, whoa, okay, now we're getting somewhere bigger. And then we talked through his mindset and then he left my session and then he reached out to me a day later and he was like, I'm actually in. I was like, okay, that's phenomenal. (laughs) And and a lot of it is that scarcity mindset, because like I said, therapy hasn't worked or, you you know, or it's not working the way you want it to, I guess. So to put the money aside, it's still that, how are you going to fix me? I've done all these things and nothing has fixed me yet. I haven't figured out the answer. Like, and let's be honest, we're not going to figure out all the answers to life or to yourself or to your personality ever. It's always a learning and growing process, but like healing from that trauma can be done. And I think that's the piece where people are like, but can it, but can Mm -hmm. it, (laughs) you know? And I also think it's amazing because you have more male clients than I think I know when I talk to my therapist, like it's a lot of female. Mm. So I think there's a big difference there too, in gender roles. Like I think people more, maybe males are like, because it's life coaching and not therapy, maybe they don't feel <laughs> like it's like this stigmatized thing, That's but I also think that life coaching is taking way like over the past, maybe two, three years, it's gain, gaining more traction, more knowledge. People are putting, you know, like this podcast or on social media. I think it's getting a lot more traction in that field. Oh, it definitely very much so is because like I said, the last two years, and it's so funny you said the last two years, because the last two years is when I saw an increasing number of people that came from therapy. Yep. Like everybody has been in therapy for at least five years, minimum, I'm talking minimum. And then they're just like, um, I don't think it's working for me. 
I still feel really bad when I wake yep. up and I still have anxiety. I, I, it's not going away. <laughs> well, know? my biggest issue was like, I felt aggravated all the time and angry all the time. And I didn't know where that was coming from. And then of course me and you like had to dig deep and like go through childhood trauma and like why I was feeling so angry. And I've cried more than I have ever cried in the past. Like, I think the first like four week session, like obviously that dwindled down, that's gotten better. But like, I told you, I think maybe by session four or five, I was like, why am I crying at all the commercials on TV (laughs) on every TV show I watch? I just keep crying. And you were like, yeah, you have been holding back a lot. Exactly. And it's so interesting, uh, even with Jana and even some other clients, uh, you know, they come to me and they're like, I'm not a crier. <laughs> so if I don't cry, when when you're taking me through the deepest, darkest things that I've experienced, I, I'm just not a crier. And, and in my head, I'm laughing. I'm like, girl, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I know when we first started tapping the first time, I literally just started, you were like, don't be afraid if you just start crying. And like, I try to hold it back for like a, like, I, you know, when you're about to cry and you're just trying to hold it back and then I just couldn't, I was like crying uncontrollably. And I was like, I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm crying. Yeah. Because it's all the stuck energy. It's, it's not even, you don't even have to be sad when your body is releasing that trauma. The stuck energy has to come out of you through yawns or sweat or temperature changes, or even some people feel nauseated just temporarily for like a few seconds or it's tears. It's that's just the way it has to come out. The emotion has to come out of the body in some way or the other. It's your body detoxing it from within. (laughs) Trust me. And like, I don't cry in therapy. Like, I, I just don't like, you know, and, but we, I don't know, I guess there's different forms of therapy and maybe I just haven't hit the right one yet. And like, I'm not saying I, I love my therapist. I think she's a great listener and I'm not saying anything negative about her at all. I love her. I wouldn't keep going if I didn't. And I know some people that are like, I love my therapist too. Like, but like, even me and my therapist, have talked before, like sometimes therapy may just be a safe place for people to go who don't have a safe space to talk. Like, we May, talked if, about this, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if if I didn't have someone to talk to or I, you know, was shy or couldn't talk to people, that's a great place to go because it's confidential. They're going to bring things out of you. But for me, that wasn't my issue. I could talk to a brick wall, like I said. So I needed someone to pull out the trauma in me to fix it. And yeah. that was you. Oh my gosh. I mean, and it's been amazing working with you because you have showed up and for every session you have done the work. And I think it is, you do need to be a little bit, how do I say it? Like, I think I say this to all my clients, right? And even to you, Jonna, I said, I said, it's not going to be easy, but it is going to work. Yes. And that's the thing. So even last session yesterday, um, cause I think we have like two more sessions left, two or three more sessions and like getting towards the end, I felt better. Mm -hmm. And I know I talked to you about this yesterday. I'm scared because it's like, we talked about, I was like, when's it going to come back? When's the shoe going to drop? When am I going to start feeling that anxiety, that anger? Like it's gotta be, it's gotta be coming back. It's gotta be coming around the corner at some point. Like when is it going to happen? And you were like, maybe it's not. And you know, that thought never crossed my mind. And I was just like, you know, it's going to, it's, this is just what I've known for all these years, like anger and, you know, bitterness. I don't want it to come back, but I'm scared. I'm scared when our sessions are over that mm-hmm. it's going to come back. Oh, yeah. No, I feel you 100% because the thing is your body has been holding on to trauma for such a long time. Your body thinks it's normal now, which is 
which is unfortunately what happens because we're we're used to we're like creatures of habit. So when you're holding on to trauma, it's habitual for your body to keep holding on to it. And then suddenly it's just not there. So you're you don't know how to identify yourself. And and I know that Jana, like when she's like when she doesn't reach out to me because I have, you know, with my private clients, I have this container where, where they can reach out anytime between Monday to Friday. And I remember the initial few weeks, Jana would reach out a lot. And <laughs> after like three weeks, she stopped reaching out. And I was like, girl, are you good and then I know you would I know you would text me like every two days and be like hey are you okay over there and I was like yeah nothing's going on nothing's everything's great <laughs> amazing that nothing comes up when you heal the energy from the body nothing it should just stops I mean sorry I'm swearing but should just stops coming up <laughs> yeah I it's 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 really hard to explain if you don't go through it yourself like I could sit here and, you know, advertise it all day long and try to preach it to someone and be like, this is amazing. This healed me. But if they're, if someone's not there, they're, they're not, just not going to hear it. They're, they're not ready, especially, right? If they're not, right. they're not going to hear it. That's such wise words because I have a lot of clients that are just like, I want to heal, but they are so scared because they don't know what freedom looks like because they're, they're not used to freedom. It is scary because you've, you know, for me, for instance, it's like, I've known what I've known for 35 years. This is, you know, how I react to everything. And I used to say the same thing. I think you said this earlier. Like I used to be like, this is just me, you know, like just accept me. But then I know in our session yesterday when I was like, I'm scared. You're like, well, maybe that's not you anymore. And then that was scary because it was like, well, then who am I? (laughs) You know, And, and you're like, well, you get to be who you want to be. Like. You literally get to be who you want to be. And the thing is, it's so crazy because we are born and then we are conditioned from the time we are born. And I actually uploaded this in my stories yesterday on my Instagram. We are conditioned from the time we're born to be someone, to show up like someone, to behave like someone. And then we adapt. And then one day we're just like, oh my God, I'm actually not happy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then a lot of people, uh, unfortunately, they don't inquire within and they just live their lifetime being unhappy because that's what they're supposed to do, you know, and a few people are questioning that and saying, okay, if I'm not happy, then I must be going against the grain. Like, where am I like not following my truth? You know, a few people have that realization and then they have this meltdown because they're like, oh my God, like I'm, I'm actually not happy. Something is actually wrong with the way I'm operating. And that's why when you came and told me this is who I am. And I think I talked about this in my podcast and most of my content that I make is the worst thing you can tell yourself is this is who I am. Because you have no idea how much you are going to change and you can change. And I can give you an example. Like I used to, and I told you this to Jana, mm-hmm. I used to love the color blue. I would be obsessed with the color blue. And then blue was just my favorite color. Like I would talk about it. Everything was blue, you know. And then a few years ago, I started liking purple. And I felt this massive guilt for <laughs> liking purple. I know this is silly. It's just a color example, right? And then I was like, hold on. I'm supposed to like blue though. I'm supposed to like blue. I've told everyone that I like blue. Everyone identifies me as me. I'm a girl that likes blue. And so now I like purple. So who am I? And then I was like, oh, okay. So we have the energetic permission to change. 
Oh, I guess we do. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because something just struck with me. And I know in our session sh- yesterday, we were talking about like me personally having issues with like my body and weight, which I feel like most of America does is females anyways. But I've always been the person that was small, the small right. athletic body. I worked out, I ate healthy. That was who I was. So it was very scary to gain weight or to see someone like me out not eating healthy because then people are like, oh, like I would get that a lot, like at work. Cause I meal prep and stuff like that. Like if I decided, you know, I didn't want my meal prep food, I was going to eat out with the rest of the people. I would literally get a, oh my God, you're going to eat that. Wow. It's like you identified that. And because you identified yourself as that people would start to identify you as that person. Yeah. So it's funny that you say that because like, I don't think like this was the biggest takeaway that you said to me, I think in our first session was holding space for people, including yourself. Like that was something. And sometimes it just takes a different person saying it a different way. Like you would think, oh, that's so easy to understand, but we don't do it. We don't hold space for people's ideas, their thoughts, the way they look. We just don't, not even for ourselves. So when I see myself getting angry or not understanding something or, you know, where me and you have talked, like where I get like frustrated with friends, mm-hmm. I'm like, but you need to hold space for them because that's where they're at. That's where they're at. And I think there is massive freedom when you accept a person for where they're at, because we as human beings are constantly projecting how somebody else needs to be. Well, honestly, it's <laughs> none of your business. You know, right. it's my business. It's none of your business. Like, who are we to say you need to be here doing these things? Right, right. It's such a big disgrace to them because maybe they're supposed to do whatever they do and then go through their breakdown to have a bigger breakthrough and live their karmic path. And speaking of that, like another thing that you told me that was very like, oh my God, I didn't even think about it like that. When I like um, wanted to have a conversation with a friend after a fight and I kept pushing the conversation, you were like, that's fine that you did that. It worked out this time, but you are disrupting their karmic path. And I was like, what? And you were like, you know, they had to live out their karma and you just disrupted that. So maybe now they'll never learn that lesson. And I was just like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. But why did I think about it like that? Like I was just trying to make myself feel better selfishly. (laughs) Right. And then we also think like we're being self, I mean, we're being selfless, but there is a need that we're trying to fulfill even when we're being like quote unquote selfless and it's not because I'm a bad person you're a bad person it's just that we think that's the right thing to do but then true selflessness is being okay watching someone else suffer because maybe they have to and hold space for their suffering and say I'm here for you I'm here for you through this if you need me you can always come to me but I'm holding space for you I love you unconditionally now that's another level of support It is. It really is. Because like I just said, like, I was thinking more about my feelings in this situation. And that is selfish. It was coming from a selfish standpoint. Like, sure, I cared about the fight and I wanted everything to be better. But if you got down to the root of it, it was really, I wanted to feel better about this fight. Right. Oh my gosh. So profound. So what would you say are some of the things you've actually healed from in almost like two months of working together, like core root issues? I think a lot of it comes from like self-hate and mm-hmm. like lack of confidence because that was the, you know, you asked me when we first started working together, what was the biggest things that I wanted to work on? Mm-hmm. And my biggest thing was like self-love and self-confidence. And I mean, like radical self-love where you can love yourself at no point or like at, 
you know, through anything where you're not just, because when you don't love yourself or you're not feeling good about yourself, I feel like that is when a lot of things are taken out on people or you misunderstand a lot of people because you're not feeling in a way that you should feel or you don't have space to hold because you're only holding space for yourself, if that makes sense. 1000%. And you know, we talked about this too, and this affects romantic relationships. Yeah. Can you touch base on that? Yeah. So like with that, like, I feel like because I didn't have the confidence or I didn't love myself the way I should, that projected into romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. So I projected everything that I wanted onto them, which like you mean, you had talked, it was coming across as needy energy. And you had to explain that to me, like, not a, I want you right now. I need you right now. Can you do this for me? Needy, but in a needy energy, as in like, you're in their space because you're not holding space. You can't hold space for them. So you just keep pushing your space onto them. And I was like, well, that makes sense. I was like, cause I didn't think I was a quote unquote, a needy person because I'm very you know, independent and can do things for myself, but you explain needy energy in a different way to me that I didn't understand before. Exactly. And we talked about it. When you chase the dog, the dog runs away from you. (laughs) The dog comes to you. Yes. We use the dog as an example, but it's a simple example. Anyone can understand when you stand still, the dog comes to you and you're now needing the dog. So you're running behind the dog. The dog keeps moving further and further away. And then you're burnt out, exhausted, frustrated, and you hate yourself for not catching the dog. Yeah. And like, it goes back to holding space, right? Like if I hold space for myself, if I love myself, then you don't accept that behavior where you're not just putting yourself out on the line for things that you didn't want to do. Like, let's say, you know, you wanted to go to dinner at six, you know, on this date because you had to get up at five o'clock next morning, but the guy's like, no, we're going to dinner at eight, but you really don't want to do that. Instead of saying, no, I can't make that time. You're like, okay, I'll go. Yeah. Isn't that so crazy? Everything full circle, no matter how you see it, everything comes to self-love. Yeah. That's why for me, I work so much on empowerment. And when I'm saying empowerment, I'm not going to sit here and be like, you go girl, you're beautiful. (laughs) Yes, of course I say that too. But we have to find out why you don't love yourself first and clear that from your body to even believe the affirmations. And I remember telling Jonah, this is so funny when we started, I was like, girl, you need to stop listening to affirmations. You need to stop doing the affirmations. You need to stop, stop meditating until I tell you to restart. And that was I mean, kind of like blowing your mind, I think, at first. Right, right. right. Like, what? You want me to stop all the self-help things that I'm doing? And, you know, and I think to, to touch base more on that, the reason I asked her to do it is because a lot of people don't believe their affirmations. If you right. don't believe your affirmations, you can't lie to your subconscious because the conscious mind is the gateway. So when you're saying an affirmation, it goes through the gateway. And if the conscious mind is like, boo, hoo, 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 but you're <laughs> worthy, you're not beautiful. You don't really believe that you're just saying it. The affirmation literally just bounces back before it goes into the subconscious because the conscious mind is the gateway. Well, and like, so to get to the self-love, like we had to do, go through childhood trauma. Like you had to help me navigate. Where did that come from? Right. And that came a lot from my family, which crazy enough, you would think that you wouldn't have self-hate from family. That's where you think, oh, your family teaches you to love yourself and they love you unconditionally and da, 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 da. But the hypnotherapy, I think the session when we did the hypnotherapy was probably the one I probably cried the most because 
going back to my inner child where my inner child was told, you know, you're not pretty, you're not this, you're not that. And me believing it for so long. Mm-hmm. And then the biggest thing that I love when we do is when we tap, like oh, yeah. <laughs> tapping out the energy. I just think you're like, your script for tapping is so much better than in my head. Like when I try to do it by myself, I'm like, God, men use it so much better. <laughs> um, But the tapping really for me works like, I instantly after like if I'm aggravated in a situation or I'm, you know, pissed off and I could sit there and tap, even though my script is stupid, but like to me it works. And like when I'm like literally done, like within five minutes, I'm like, oh, I'm neutral. I'm it's neutral. Gone. It's gone. <laughs> the energy just is just and, and you know, neutral is an amazing place to be. And that's where I'm kind of at now. And I used to think that neutral was bad because again, it wasn't happy. Right. Mm -hmm. But now for the past three weeks, I've been nothing but neutral. Like, of course, people aggravate me. I'm not saying that I'm perfect, but like I've gone to sleep better. I can sit on the couch and just be like, oh, I don't have to be up being a busybody doing something. I can just lay here and chill. Yeah, giving energetic permission to just be and not hustle, 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 because that's what we're taught, right? We need to hustle. You're valid, right. worthy if you hustle, but you can just be. Yeah, it's it, it, 1000% amazing, changed my life. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Like to, to me, when I was ready, the money was an issue. Like I was like, you know what? I don't even care how much this is. Let's do it. Because yeah, I was I, so ready. Yeah, you were a full body, yes. And I had no like, you know, obviously no agenda, no plan when she was interviewing me for her podcast. And, and then I remember Jonna was like, okay, I'm going to stop uh, hitting record now. I'm going to stop the recording because I need to talk to you about what yeah, so that was good. So y'all should literally like, that was probably, I love that episode so much just because I was in the thick of it, like with the dating situation where I was just feeling like all this anger and resentment and all this stuff. But then, you know, I had to put on a face and podcast with you because that's what we do. It's, you know, my, my life can't matter right now. I've already committed this time to you. Your time is valuable. So we get on this podcast and it was like, you were speaking directly to my soul. And I was just like, cause I already had literally already had all my questions prior to this event with this dating situation happening. But it was like, every question was just a lot. I was just like, I would ask you this and you would explain it. I was like, Oh my God, that sounds like me. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then that's when I was like, okay, hold up. Like, can we work together? (laughs) Oh my God, you were a full body. Yes. I was like, uh, I think I still have one spot. Sure. Like, you know, <laughs> I no. have only one spot. And then I had somebody else interested. So I was like, oh God, who do I give this spot to? But I ended up somehow squeezing in both of you, you know, so it, it just turned out okay at the end. But you know, what I wanted to really like entertain everybody that's listening today is like the dog example again, when you chase the dog, the dog runs away. So, you know, Jana and the relationship or the situationship um, thing that was going on was, you know, we talked a little bit about the needy energy. We talked a little bit about what happens. And guys, this is the most profound thing. When Jana stopped giving a F about <laughs> that person and started doing her and clearing her energy, that person just started reaching out. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like. And I think it's more because I'm now in a place where it's like, you know, I've always been a type of person that believes in energy and everything happens for a reason. And, you know, but I, 
I don't know how to explain it in a sense of like, I'm also at 35 and like ever, it seems like everyone else around me is so concerned with my relationship and my dating situation. But me, I've always been okay with being alone and being single. I've never been the girl that's been like, oh, I'm going to get married. And this is what my wedding looks like. And me and you also talked about that in a lot of our sessions is like, I really need to start focusing on what I want and stop worrying about what everyone else wants for me. So when I, when I worked with you and I started feeling better and more confident and started being like, it really is okay. What I want, like, it really is okay. Then uh, yeah, that person started reaching out again and, um, not like dating or anything like we're friends, Hmm. but it's more of a mutual, you know, situation where I don't feel like if they don't text me, it's a problem or, if that makes sense. No, of course, you broke out of the anxious style uh, pretty, you know, pretty fast, I would say in a couple of weeks, because at first it would be like, if they didn't reach out, why are they not reaching out? But I don't think now you even care in a good way, even if they don't reach out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, I've even just debated, like, maybe getting on dating websites again, and maybe start dating. which is something I literally despise because I'm socially awkward, but I was like, maybe I could do this. Maybe it's not so bad anymore. (laughs) And it's so crazy because I, I was sitting in the exact same chair in the exact same position almost two months ago. And I was asking Jana, are you ready to start seeing someone else? And she was just like, nope. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Not even two months later. I mean, barely two months. It's like, she's like, uh, dating websites. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm making sure this is recorded. (laughs) Look, I just hate, like, if I could just have that meet cute in a grocery store or reaching for the same apple, like, you want to ask me on a date? Sure. Dating websites are literally the bane of my existence, but I know that's how people meet these days because clearly I'm not going anywhere. So how am I supposed to meet someone sitting on my couch? <laughs> you no, know. For guys that are listening to this, Jonna is a catch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know about that, but yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not embarrassing you. She really is. I mean, you've done a lot of work. You're really, really, really self-aware. But you know that just having awareness is not going to cut it. It's not. Right. It's not. It's not. Because I've always, I've always like prided myself on seeing situations from like a 360 view. Like I knew the shit I was doing. I was very aware of it. And I, I, and I know I've told you, like, I felt like it was twice as bad that I was aware of the shit I was doing and couldn't fix it. That's you know? right. And then I remember having a first call with Jonna in our first appointment. And then Jonna was just like, I'm this, I'm feeling this. And because of this, I felt this. I was like, oh my God, this girl <laughs> knows everything. She's like highly self-aware, but also has anxiety, also is feeling all these things, which means it's not the lack of it. It is with self-awareness, but there's still so much healing that she needs to do on a cellular body level you know so amongst everything that we did and we've done tapping we've done energy tapping I don't even want to call it EFT tapping because it's not EFT tapping it's more like energy tapping you know we've done energy tapping we've done um, transformational coaching of course and then we've done meditation a little bit breath work here and there and then we've done hypnotherapy what would you say is like your go-to and you really liked it and you got benefits from it massively well I love the hypnotherapy I know we only did one session of it but like I loved it. I felt like that just knowing where it came from was huge to me because I'm a big why person Mm -hmm. and the tapping. I love it. Like that was 
something that I am very glad you taught me because I think it does work and you can do it in any situation. I need to be better at it because, you know, you told me this in our sessions, like tapping's not just for when you're frustrated. You can tap anytime, like when you're happy or whatever, just to get that energy cleared through. And I'm just like, I got it. I need to be better at it. And I want to be good at meditating. I'm just not because of the time. Like, it's not that I don't want to, it's the time piece. Right. Because I'm so busy and like, during the week, like, you know, with you, like you gave me specific rules for meditating, like not to do it on, you know, after you eat and things like that, just finding that space of time. Right. And you know, this is something me and Jonah talked about too. It's like, if you have a busy schedule and if you can't do it, I think what matters more is not just checking a box, but withholding a higher intention. And I think we talked about it. I said, intentional meditation, even three or four times a week is so much better than just checking things off the list saying, okay, cool. I meditated this morning. I meditated last night. Well, why are you doing it? You know, what is that promoting for you? What is that doing to you? What is the benefit you're feeling? Are you excited to go and sit down? Like intention backed by like everything is just like massively beneficial, I think. Right. It's so crazy because like (laughs) my podcast um, started shifting more to like, some people would say this is woo woo, but like woo woo stuff, like, you know, and it was just more personal and personal stories. And like, you kind of brought that out of me to just share that. But not only that, like coworkers that me and them talk and we're also friends. Like, you know, I was telling you this story yesterday. I had a friend reach out to me, like, cause she's starting to work with us and she's having, she, like, she's in a really shitty, um, work, work situation. And like, I was like, cause you always told me it's this or better, you know? And I was like, I was helping her write her email to leave, to get her money. And she was like, I just don't know if we should do this. And I said, well, first of all, you have to start believing it because otherwise you're not going to get it. And second of all, it's this or better end of story, period. But I was like, you guys, I almost had tears because she just became the teacher. She literally, Jonah, stop saying you're not. Cause I'm you not, just me augied me. I'm not going to, I'm not going <laughs> to accept you. No, today, like she literally, by healing herself and continuing to heal herself as things come up, she literally held space for someone else, life coached someone, and also helped them through something in a really massive way. And, and I think it's because ripple like effect, ripple effect. And we talked about it. If remember, we can pour, and we talked about this too. We can pour from scarcity, but now, Jonah, you're almost in the overflow. And because you're almost in the overflow, you're able to give at a different capacity. Well, not just that. I think that the more I love myself and the energy that I have within myself, like I'm not even going to allow my friends around me to have that energy. I mean, because, (laughs) you know, because like if I do, then that's, you know, going back to when's it going to come back? Well, the people you surround yourself with, the thoughts you surround yourself with, that is going to come back if I allow myself to go back to that, which is funny because my aunt, who is a very optimistic person, and when I say my aunt, she's my great aunt, like, she travels the world. She's like on her way to 70. She's a lovely lady. Love her. Um, she's always told me like when we've talked, like, cause I sound so angry and so aggressive. So when people talk to me now, this is like a whole different energy. I love that. And, um, she, I would always tell her, she'd be like, Jonna, you're just so pessimistic. And I was like, no, Aunt Debbie, I'm realistic. <laughs> she was like, no. And so now looking back at the conversations, because I feel like I am a more positive person. I mean, I am still who I am at my core self. Like I feel like I'm still realistic to, you know, but I'm just like, wow, I really was such a negative person. <laughs> like, and looking back at it now, like, 
Cause it's crazy. Cause I have two colleagues that used to work with me in the ER and I've even mentioned this on my podcast. Like I was a bitch in the ER, a raging bitch. I was so angry with life, myself, my situation. And like, those girls are like, God, Johnny, you're just like a whole different person. Like <laughs> we don't even recognize you. Yeah, that's something that happens because when we clear the negativity, not from the mind, because this is where people get stuck. They just talk about it and they think they're doing the work. It's not, guys. I love you all, but it's not enough. I'm just going to be honest, right? And when you release the negative energy from the body, from the meridians, from your at a cellular level, at a subconscious level, the way you show up just changes. It just changes and people from outside can see it. Everybody else can feel it. And they're like, what are you doing? Oh my God. It's like, you know, and I think that's what's kind of like happening with you too, the more and more. And we still have three more sessions, you know, we're still going to do a lot more work. So it's like, we're not even done with the with the boot camp. So if if people want to join the boot camp or if people are hesitating from uh, going from therapy to life coaching. And if people are on the edge, what would you tell them? I would say just do it because for instance, my money. So I'm very fortunate. Like I, I, I didn't, this just happened. Like I just got a job where I was making better money. Um, I wasn't in the place to spend the money, but I was like, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to do it. I'll figure it out. And like I told you yesterday, I got a huge check from this side job that I'm doing. And I was just like, wasn't expecting it. And I was just like, well, well that just paid for all of that. And I have some left over. So I was like, wow. Okay. There's that check that off. And then I was like, you don't have to give up therapy. I'm still going to therapy with this. I'm sidebarring it like and doing both. Like I, in my therapy sessions, I talk about what you do. And she's even like last session I had with her. She was like, Jonna, I could just cry right now. Like you're a whole different person. She was like, I feel like I failed you as a therapist. I was like, you didn't fail me. I just, you know, different people need different modalities. Right. Exactly. And you needed a more body release. You needed the trauma to be released from a subconscious level, not just talking about it and not just being heard. Sure. That felt great at first, but then immediately you realized you needed more. And I say, like, if you're on the fence, if you're like a, I I really want to do this, but the money situation, it's going to come. Like I promise, like if you trust in me and you and you know, she will help you manifest this, like it's going to come. And this is, and honestly, like I said earlier, joking, but it's not a joke. Like how much money do we spend on Botox fillers, clothes, Starbucks? Like you can set money aside to do this. It's just, do you want to do that? Like, and here's the thing we're buying all those things because we don't feel happy on the inside. But if we got happy with ourselves, we wouldn't need that thing anyway. So the money's going to balance out at the end of the day anyways. And I think that's really powerful. And I talked about this in my previous episode in my podcast, we do that thing to feel something, right? The Botox fillers to feel something. We get the facial to feel something. We go out and go to these crazy parties and buy these gifts to feel something. I'm not saying don't do that, guys. You can do whatever you want. But at the same time, you have to understand at a primary level that you are wanting to feel something. That's why you want the experience. Well, what if you can feel it right now? Right. (laughs) Right. And like in the people who don't believe in it, like, I feel like you do have to be in a space to hold space for you and to believe this. So for people who aren't really believing, I would say maybe it's not their time. Mm, yeah. Um, Very nice because, yeah. because I just feel like if you don't believe in something, it's not going to work because you're going to try to find every avenue to make it not. 
That's so accurate. So if people, what would you say about energy healing in a nutshell for people that don't understand energy healing and they're just like, how does this even work? Because, you know, people look at me as a life coach, but I'm actually an energy healer. I really work with your energy. You know, I tap into it completely and I work with it. So how would you explain to people that don't know what it is on how it works? So I was thinking about this because I figured you might ask me this. And the best analogy that I can probably think of is everyone in their life has someone they love. Can you explain loving someone? Why do you love someone? Most people can't. And I feel like energy is something you really can't explain. You just feel. So if you don't have the experience yourself, you may not feel it, but you feel your own energy because I can feel a shift from where I was talking about how negative I was before. I just held a lot of anger and resentment and bitterness. And I felt that, but now I feel lighter and just neutral, if that makes sense. So I've, it's, I don't think it's something you can just explain. I think it's something that you truly have to feel if that makes sense. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think we talked about ripple effect. We talked about need energy. We talked about energy, but I think the most important thing in manifesting itself, I know this episode is not about it, but the thing is when people work with me and again, guys, I'm not a manifestation coach. That's not how I advertise myself. I'm a spiritual transformational life coach. And, but what I do is when I help people clear some deepest, darkest traumas and sadness and stuck emotions from their body, they end up manifesting things. It just happens. I I cannot tell you how many times my clients are like, I had no idea this bonus was going to come. It was not meant to come until next year. And my boss just called me and gave it to me today. And then I got this promotion. I wasn't even waiting on this. I got these gifts. I wasn't even waiting on this. Suddenly people are just so nice to me. I don't understand what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like even like us. So I don't know if this is fits in there. Maybe I'm okay. Anyways. So like for my job, like I have clients certain times of the day, but sometimes we call them and move them up to get their schedule different. So, and that's how I'm able to do my part-time job. Well, lately my clients are not moving. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this part-time job. Like, how am I going to do it? But then I started being like, oh, I'm thinking in my mind, they're not going to move up. So I was like, nope, we're not going to do that anymore. They are moving up. They are moving up. And as soon as I started changing, like they are, and when I would call them, they'd be like, yeah, sure. And I was like, okay, it was my, it was, I felt like it was my mindset the whole time. Like just pushing it out there, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. And oh yeah, and I think I even told you, Jonna, you can ask for what you want. Yeah. You can ask. You yeah. can say it out loudly. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like I know um this is completely off topic, but like I have a psychic friend and he's told me like a long time ago before I even met you, he was like, You do realize like you're a natural manifester, right? And I was like, What? No. He was like, No, I'm telling you, like your energy. He was like, you can really manifest anything you want. He was like, you have that within you. He was like, not everyone does. And I was just like, for real. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, but I don't know how to do it. And then I met you a year later and then you're teaching me how to manifest. And then like, when I do think something and then it does happen, I'm like, Oh, this is weird. (laughs) It's creepy almost because you think it's a coincidence. And I'm like, 
a coincidence like okay open your eyes it's not you created it own that shit <laughs> well like my aunt always said like you know what you put into the universe is what the universe is going to give back like whether it be positive negative whatever and she told me that like when I lost my job last September and I was so negative about it I was like oh my god how am I gonna find a job you know and then she was like Jonna whatever you're putting out is what you're gonna get back and if you think you're not gonna get a job you're not going to and so with that I was like okay I am gonna get a job I am gonna get a job and then I started applying talking to all my friends. And then I had like three job offers in that I had to choose market, from. In this yeah. market, oh my gosh. That If that's not manifesting, I don't know what is. I really don't know what is. So it's like, this is the way it works, guys. When you clear your negative energy from the body, you have more space open in the body to receive. It is the two car garage example that I give. If you have two cars and you're unhappy with both the cars, you want to get a new car. I'm sorry. Where are you going to put the new car? <laughs> Where are you going to put it? You have to get rid of either the two cars in the garage or one car in the garage that you don't like. It's the same thing with emotions. People think they can be in that traumas. They can feel really sad. They can feel so messed up from the inside and then they can manifest. Yes, you can, but it's going to take a longer time. I'm sorry. I love you, but I have to tell you the truth. It's going to take a long time. Well, that's something you told me, like with going back to the guy that I was dating when I was just like, I just don't understand why I'm not, you know, I'm always attracting these guys that are emotionally unavailable. And you were like, because you won't clear your shit. And I was just like, what? And you were like, it's you repelling these people away because you, you were like, you just have like this hold stop sign up. And I was just like, oh, damn, it's me. It's me. I'm the problem. <laughs> and it's so amazing, right? Because we attract and repel 24 hours with our energy and we have no idea that we do that. Mm -hmm. And we're frustrated and annoyed because we think we manifest what we want, but we manifest what we are. <laughs> and I was the emotionally unavailable one because I didn't have space for my emotions. <laughs> exactly. And then once we started clearing that, obviously she started, you know, attracting better things into her life, better feeling emotions, you know, better vibrational states just by being herself. And then even people telling her, reaching out to her and saying that they notice a difference in her, even this guy that didn't care almost, or was kind of like having a very avoidant theme, you know, started reaching out, even though it's just friendship now, but it's just when you drop the need energy, it comes back to you in the most miraculous ways. But how can you drop the need energy when you're anxious and stressed and depressed? And you know, or you don't even know how, like you had to guide me through it. Exactly. So I think this has just been so amazing, Jana. It's been a wonderful journey for me being your coach and your energy healer and working with your energy. I think you are the most fascinating <laughs> person you. I have worked with because you have, like I said, so much knowledge and very, very heightened self-awareness, so educated, so intelligent, gorgeous. Okay. She's, <laughs> if you say no, I'm not going to accept that. Gorgeous. <laughs> You know, and you're just, you're just a package. And for me to hear that you didn't feel that way, I'm like, uh, 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 we're going to fix that shit. <laughs> yeah, it, it's been a, it's been an amazing journey. And I know I think maybe four weeks in with you, I think I sent you a message and I was like, girl, if I was a millionaire, you'd be on payroll. Like <laughs> end of story. Like it wouldn't even be a question. I would be like reaching out to you whenever I had some shit. Like it, it wouldn't even be a question right. to have you on my payroll. 
Right, right, right. And 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 then now we know everything is a ripple effect because guys, stop doing things for other people when you have to do things for yourself. Oh my God, stop overextending yourself to other people because you are pouring from scarcity and lack. Can you imagine how much people would benefit from you when you were giving from overflow? Right, agreed. And now you know the difference, Jana. Like, you- oh, wow. it, you can feel it. Like, that's like I said, it's it's an ex- it's like something you can't explain. Like, love to me. Like, people can say all day long, "Oh, I love them because their personality." I love, but actually describe love. You can't. Like, it's like, well, I know I love them because I feel it, mm-hmm. and that's what it's like. It's like it's hard to say this energy shift because it's a feeling. It's not something I can describe. Like, oh, that's a beautiful color. That you know, it's just something you really can't describe it's indescribable yeah so if anybody you're watching this you know you're stuck in your trauma you're going to therapy you're not healing you're talking about it you know invest in yourself it's going to be an amazing decision and you walk away with oceans of tools ocean of tools and jana knows she knows how to meditate she knows how to do tapping she you know she she can guide herself into feeling better Yes, she can still go to therapy. She's always welcome to come back to me, but she has the tools. She's leaving with a much more empowered state of mindset and knows how to regulate our nervous system in a much better way. So if you are hearing this, if you're in your trauma, I welcome you to book a free qualification call with me because obviously I want to make sure we're a good fit to work together and make sure that I can help you. Um, but thank you so much for tuning in guys. This has been so amazing. Jana, thank you for joining us. And oh, you're th- welcome. Thank you for having me and being vulnerable and honest and God, uh, guys, check out her podcast babbles nonsense. It is <laughs> Amazing. This woman has some serious gifts and I've told her like, <laughs> Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so do you like, seriously, everyone should follow you. I just, I mean, just when you find someone that you really resonate with is just so empowering in itself because you don't resonate with everyone. That's why you do your qualification call, which yes. makes sense because some people may look at your stuff and go, you know, it's just not hitting right. And then somebody else, like when I looked at yourself, I was like, oh my God, she's speaking to my soul. Like, Right. 1000%. And, and, you know, it's, it's been an honor and serving clients. is just, it's my life purpose. You know, it's my, and I, I am so happy to hold space for wonderful clients, Jonas wonderful client I'm sure we're going to be friends for a really long time (laughs) yes I'll have to come to Nashville we'll have to go get lunch yes 1000% and thank you everyone for tuning in I love you guys and choose yourself that's all I'm going to end the note on choose yourself you always come first and it's not conceited it's not selfish it is self-care I love you I will see you guys next week bye Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Transcend Into Wellness Podcast. If this episode resonated with you or served you in any way, big or small, make sure to share it on your social media and tag me at Transcendence by Minu. I always love to be a part of any breakthroughs you have. Namaste. Namaste.